Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. In Ukraine, people from all walks of life contribute to the war effort, and one of the infantry units involved in a counteroffensive to push Russian forces away from the city of Kharkiv is set up, funded, and now under the command of one of Ukraine's richest men. NPR's Jason Bobian is in Kharkiv. I've arranged to meet Sevalod Kozumyako in a hotel in Kharkiv that's officially been shut since the invasion. The grand multi-story atrium is dark except for a few running lights along the edge of the carpet. Cardboard covers all the windows. When I arrive in the lobby, a man in military fatigues is seated alone, playing a white piano next to the elevators. Kozumyako has just returned from the front line a few miles north of Kharkiv. I just came from Ruskelozova, and there was heavy shelling there. Soon after the February invasion, Russian forces started pounding residential neighborhoods of Ukraine's second largest city with mortar attacks. Kozumyako's battalion of civilian fighters, along with the regular Ukrainian army, launched a counteroffensive to drive back the Russians. They've pushed the Russian ground forces, Kozumyako says, out of range of conventional mortars. Yet Russia can still hit Kharkiv with long-range missiles. So you've heard probably tonight there were three or four rockets which landed here. There were huge explosions. This is what they can do, but they cannot use now normal army artillery. Kozumyako is the founder and CEO of Agrotrade Group, one of Ukraine's largest agricultural commodities companies. He's listed by Forbes Ukraine as one of the richest men in the country. I'm a businessman, and uh, now I'm a commander of a military unit. In Ukraine. He doesn't want to talk about agro-trade, saying it's sensitive because part of the company's operations is now in Russian-occupied territory. And he adds, his focus is on the war, not business. I mentioned that it's kind of unusual for someone to go from the boardroom to the battlefield. I will ask you, how unusual is to have the war in the center of Europe in 21st century? Is that unusual? Is it more unusual than to have a businessman as a commander of militarized unit? I think not. His unit is dubbed the Billionaire's Battalion, based on his wealth in Ukrainian currency, not dollars. Along with some other wealthy Ukrainians, Kozumyako pays for training, weapons, and vehicles out of his own pocket. Because this is my land, this is my country, this is my city. I mean, for me, it's quite natural. His unit takes orders from the army, but operates independently. Outside of Kharkiv, new recruits to Kozumyako's battalion are training in lush green fields dotted with white flowers. Igor Kornet, who spent nearly two decades in the Ukrainian military before working for Kozumyako at Agrotrade, is teaching the recruits the basics of ground warfare. We don't win the war without infantry. When the soldiers stay here and say, I take this area, we after that can say, yes, we take this area. The recruits are practicing while being monitored by two surveillance drones. It's high-tech equipment like this that sets Kozumyako's unit apart from other territorial defense units. Most volunteer units are a bunch of guys with rifles stationed at sandbag roadblocks outside small villages. Kozumyako's men do three weeks of military training, then head to the front line. 
Some of the volunteer soldiers are in their teens, others are pushing 50. Before the invasion, 36-year-old Sergei Dubinsky was a farmer. He grew wheat, sunflowers, and garlic. He says he's not afraid of getting killed. Well, I have a wife and I have a child, and I want to be able to protect them. Uh, I want to be able to protect my country so we can all continue to do our things that we did before war. So, no, I can't say that I feel really afraid about that. So if it's not for us, who else going to do it? Who else going to protect us? Territorial defense units are only allowed under martial law. As soon as the war is over, Dubinsky will go back to growing wheat, and Kozumyako, who has a fondness for fine suits, skiing in the Alps, and golf, says he'll go back to being a CEO. Jason Bobian, NPR News, Kharkiv, Ukraine. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.